Let's head out to the Western Hotline. We got in contact with Paul Hamilton. He joins us right now on the show. Paul, good morning. Thanks again for taking the time. Good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm just sitting here this morning. I wake up and I see Elliot Freeman posted his recent 31 thoughts, and he had a, a quick tidbit on Jack Eichel, pretty much saying that there was he that there was thoughts that he had backed away from his his disc replacement surgery, but now it's uh, it's not true, and that also he thinks that a trade is going to happen after the expansion draft. I mean, this seems like to be the consensus thought now amongst many people, Paul, is that uh, any impending Eichel trade that could be happening isn't likely going to happen until Seattle formulates their team and just before the NHL draft, which is a very short time period, mind you, but it, it seems like that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's a shame for the Sabres because I think they might want to adjust their protection list. Although, in some of the pieces you get back, you, you might actually put your protection list into worse shape because you might acquire people you need to protect. Um, so it could go either way right. when it's talking to that. But, um, you know, I, I know they would like to get another pick in this year's draft if they could. And that's when things heat up even more as you get closer to the draft. And I remember when the draft was in Minnesota, I got off the plane and my phone's, you know, ringing off the hook because that's when the Robin Regeer thing was starting to go down. Hmm. And, and that's when uh, Lindy Ruff and the Pagulas all hopped a jet to go talk Robin Regeer into accepting the trade and waving his no movement. And uh, But I, I just remember it just heated up right that day as we're arriving the day before the draft is to start, and that's that that's common. That happens a lot, where things start heating up like that, and get, they get closer. So that would make a lot of sense that uh, you know that after the expansion draft, but before the entry draft. Friedman also pointed out in his his Thirty One Thoughts blog that uh, the Sabers are being very careful with Eichel's medical records, and you know you look at a situation where St. Louis they're making it very clear to everyone that that Tarasenko's medical records are being available to any team that they want. Friedman also does say that the Sabers want to make sure trading partners are very serious before allowing access to the medical records. But I mean. Is it odd, Paul, that maybe that they're waiting to make this, or is this is this more of a, a, a safeguarding thing for the Sabers in terms of, well, hey, you know, uh, uh, I mean, like they're saying, unless you're being serious about it, we're not going to make it anything public with you guys. No, I don't think it's odd. It, it just, and we've been talking about this uh, this week uh, in in different types of scenarios, saying. I think what Adams is doing is is kind of what you were outlining there, that, okay, if we're just going to have discussions, we're not going to let you look at the records. But as a trade gets more serious and maybe they're starting to close in with a certain team and and the parameters are almost set and you're getting to that point, he's got to let them look at the records or I just don't think there's going to be a trade or it's going to be a trade that's not going to be good for the Buffalo Sabres. So that's what I think exactly what you're talking about. What he's waiting for is to let it get a little bit more serious. And when you get down to that point where you're thinking, okay, this, this is, this could really happen. We're, we're starting to wrap this particular trade up. Then I think 
they would have access to either the medical records or Eichel's agent. Paul Hamilton joining us here on the Wester Hotline here on WGR. Paul, I want to ask you a little bit more about Sam Reinhart in just a minute, but I was talking with David Pagnota from the fourth period yesterday, and he's pretty well connected with the NHL, uh, with, with his own people that he talks to. And yesterday he made an interesting note that um, – it's believed that the Sabres and the Kraken have discussed Kyle Oposo, whether that means that uh, the Kraken would acquire Oposo in a, in a separate trade or it would just be part of the uh, part of the process where, okay, the Sabres would say, well, if you're take you know, take Oposo off our hands and then we'll give you asset A and asset B or whatever. What do you make of, uh, of the possibility that the Sabres would be able to get Kyle Oposo and his two years of his contract left off the books? I think that would be great for them. And my idea was to try to get the Kraken to take somebody like Cody Eakin or Colin Miller. I really didn't think, you know, Oposo would be the person. But when you stop and think about it, I mean, you get some leadership for some young players. You, you also, the Kraken gets to get a contract that helps them get to the cap floor. It's not going to strap them for more than two years. Uh, so... And and quite honestly, he came to life last year. I mean, he was to, in the beginning of the year. It looked like, oh, he he's really regressed even more. And then he came back, and then Kruger lost the job, and he played pretty well. I thought he for a while, right after Eichel got injured for the first, I want to say seven or eight or nine games, he was their leading scorer. You know, and, and really, you know, because I, I remember bringing that up to people because they were surprised that, uh, you know, well, guess who has the most. Uh, and so I, I thought his play was better. So that that I think it would start to make a lot of sense. If if you're trying to steal, steer the Kraken into a certain direction of one of those three players, that's probably the player they would be most interested in. Now... The question is, when you steered Vegas away from Allmark, it cost you a sixth-round pick in Carrier. That's Carrier was the guy they took. Sounds like prices are different. Sounds like it's going to cost you a better pick than that. So if you want to push them in the direction of Kyle Oposo, right? maybe it's going to be a fourth-round pick this time or something like that. It doesn't sound to me reading and, and talking to people that a sixth-round pick is going to get it done to keep the Kraken off certain, a certain bunch of your players. And if I remember correctly, too, doesn't it have to be Buffalo's own pick? Yes. Yes, that's what I thought. Because I was just about to say, the Sabres do have two th- uh, third-rounders, but they're Florida's and Montreal's. They don't have their own third-round pick. They gave that up in the, I believe, the... Uh, I believe which which trade was this. I apologize. I thought it was the the Jeff Skinner trade at first, but uh, I'd have to double check that real quick. Um, on what? It, oh, it was the Jimmy VC. They when they acquired Jimmy VC, it's the twenty twenty one third rounder they're giving to the Rangers for that trade. Um, anyway, the what I wanted to ask you, Paul, also too pertaining to the Sabers, you made mention that Seattle has to worry about getting to the cap floor and and being able to have you know be in the guidelines of where you need to be for the salary cap. I also just recently have been thinking where it's just like if you're trading away Jack Eichel, depending on the return you're getting, 
the Sabres might also have to worry about themselves getting to the cap floor with the way that their team is constructed just because, yes, you're going to have to re-sign some players, but they got $34 million in cap space right now. That space can be increased even more if you're trading Jack Eichel, if you are trading a guy like Rasmus Ristolainen, if you're getting Kyle Oposo off your books. It may, it certainly seems like it could be a situation like Ottawa a few years ago where they didn't they had a very young team but they needed to bring in some other players just to get to the cap floor. Yeah, they did. Uh, so uh, I, I think it it's I, I don't want, know if I want to say a worry, you know, that to the, to, to get to the cap floor you'll eventually get it. Remember when Murray talked about the cap floor and people were saying, well, he needs to make these trades to get to the cap floor, and he goes. Mm-hmm. The easiest thing in the world is to get to the cap floor. He goes, you can do that, you know, whether it's through free agency or whatever you have to do. Um, but the question is, how do you want to do it? I mean, you just want to – you don't just want to do it with any type of player. Uh, so, you know, that's what I think they have to worry about. And then Vegas, you know, when, when they came into the league, of course, as we all know, did a phenomenal job with everything they did, whether it was the expansion draft, whether it was making trades – drafting themselves I mean they they could they could do no wrong and and we all know what happened after that Paul Hamilton joining us here on the West Sur hotline for a few more minutes Paul last thing I'll ask you here before I'll let you go is about the future of Sam Reinhardt I I mean his comments along with Eichel's and Ristolainen's during the uh, during the right after the season ended were pretty poignant and clear he does yes. not want to be part of a rebuild, another rebuild here in Buffalo. And it seems like, to me at least, I'm not sure if the Sabres are going to be a legitimate contender for the playoffs, at least for another two seasons. So if that's the case, how do you feel they're going to try and approach Sam Reinhart this offseason? Do you feel that a trade is is the best scenario this offseason? Or do you feel that maybe another year under contract, you trade him at the deadline, might benefit the Sabres a little bit more than something like that? Or how do you feel about this? Or, or are you even on the boat maybe of you try and make Sam Reinhart your new leader? Because Don Granato spoke so highly about him in the offseason and how he's he's a leader and he's a guy that is a, is one of the best players on the team. How, how do you make this out? Well, I think your number one priority would be to try to get him signed long term, but we all know he's done with Buffalo. I yeah. mean, he he does not want that and so that that I think priority is out the window. I don't think you're going to get that. I think now is the time to trade him more than waiting because you don't want to get to a point where he could become an unrestricted free agent or you would just have to take a bad trade because you you want to get well, you got to get something for him type of a trade. Uh so and, you know, to a point, too, when he becomes a restricted free agent, teams can talk to his agents. So they'll know if they if he's, if he's they have a chance to sign him, if they're going to acquire him in a trade, you know, because they could be also negotiating with him for an offer sheet if they wanted to. So his, his agent will be available to talk to. Uh, the Sabres can't stop that, you know, once, once the contract runs out and he becomes a restricted free agent. So... You know, they any trade they want to do, at least the team that's trading for him would have an idea if Sam Reinhart would be on board or open to a contract extension. All right, Paul. Well, you're going to be in co-hosting with Howard on Monday. Is that correct? Yes, Monday and Thursday. Very good. All right. Well, thanks again for taking the time today, and we'll talk to you again on Monday and enjoy the weekend.